Hey guys, welcome to the show. Three quick things. Any links mentioned in this episode may be affiliate links and nothing mentioned in this episode should be taken as professional advice. Lastly, this episode originally aired on my YouTube channel. You can get to it by going to nursemoneytalk.com forward slash YouTube. Let's get started. Starting a new nursing job is rarely easy and even in instances where you're excited about the new job and you've been eagerly anxious and awaiting to leave your former job, it doesn't change the fact that you're going to be in a new environment, meeting with new people people, new co-workers, new manager, new new providers that you then now have to kind of relearn how you're going to work with them on a regular day-by-day basis. To help you navigate this new adventure you're on, I'm going to give you some of my top tips for just navigating a new nursing job. Hey, this is Thomas from Nurse Money Talk, where I help nursing students become nurses and nurses excel in their nurse career and nurse life. And let's go ahead and get started with some of my tips for starting a new a new job. The first one is that you should probably look at prepping for whatever new facility you're going to be working in. So this is gonna look several different ways. If you are an experienced nurse, that and you're going into like the ER or the ICU or whatever other specialty you have not worked in before, then this could be just kind of like doing some research online. So Googling, you know, kind of like different aspects of emergency room medicine and being an emergency room nurse. You can look at um, books. There's plenty of resources out there on the web or on Amazon or whatnot that you can kind of um, look towards to get a better idea of what you're actually getting yourself into. And on top of that, to start learning some of the, if you will, lingos and different aspects of that. Because, you know, even if you have an experience, there's going to be a lot of differences. Of course, there's a lot of commonalities between whether or not you're going from ER to ICU or whatever. But at the same time, you're also going to have a lot of differences as well. And so I think if you pick up um, materials or whatnot and start kind of um, refreshing yourself on um, what those differences are, I think it'll make, it'll, it'll make a, a big difference for you in terms of how your first you know, several days or several weeks once you're out of orientation will actually be. So if you are a new nurse and by new, I mean like you've never, you just graduated nursing school, like never worked a nursing job before, then um, something to look at is probably like a course. Um, there's definitely the previous advice about Googling and looking at Amazon also works for this as well, but you can also look at um, courses that can, you know, I like the course route because one, it, it's, you know, you can kind of look at them at your own leisure and they can kind of help create a bridge from nursing school to like working as an actual nurse. Be and you know, because like, in a, as I've looked at nursing school, nursing school is geared towards of course, minimum level of competency and whatnot, but really it's geared towards you passing the NCLEX. And so now, 
a course that is geared towards teaching you principles and ultimately geared towards you actually being out there in the quote unquote real world, if you will. So the one that I recommend, or at least, you know, you should consider checking out is you can get to that by going to nursemoneytalk.com forward slash new grad academy. And I mean, you'll see um, a list of everything that they kind of talk about every like a list of you know a bunch of the topics that they're going to cover on there you know documentations iv um, chain of command so on and so forth so definitely check that out by going to nursemoneytalk.com forward slash new grad academy as an fyi that is an affiliate link, um, but I think the course is pretty good. The second one is to plan your first day. What I mean by this is that I think for many people, the first day you're gonna be working is gonna be pretty stressful, I think. Like for me, like whatever I can do to kind of help reduce that stress is always kind of a plus side. So for example, um, maybe plan, you know, what you're going to wear ahead of time. You know, what are you going to eat? How early are you going to leave? You know, you want to leave early enough to where you can get to where you need to be at and make sure that you're there on time because something else to keep in mind is that for, um, depending on what kind of like your situation is on hire for many times when you get hired, you're not actually starting on the unit that you've been hired on. You might have to spend X number of days or weeks or whatever in orientation, which could be in a different, you know, different area, different room. I mean, I've been at, you know, like a, a big, a big facility where like the orientation actually happened in a separate building from like the actual main hospital. And so those are some of the things that you'll want to know ahead of time and plan for your first day. And then please make sure that, um, that you leave with enough time so that you, you know, you give yourself enough, you know, getting lost and wandering around time to make sure that you get to the right place that you need to be. The third one is to start learning your facility and departmental protocols. So these are the things that are pretty much going to govern, you know, how you're going to do X procedure, how you respond to this situation, that situation. Um, and the reason why I think this is important to know is that, you know, especially once you get an orientation, you're going to be fed at times things that you're going to question. And sometimes you might be even be, you know, be the nurse might even be training you and training you in a way that's against the facility protocol. And so it's important that you know what those are at the very minimum, because of course they're huge, they're massive, you're not gonna know all of them. But at the very least, you should know where they're located on your facility's intranet and kind of like how you can navigate and search through that. Because there's been many times where like I've had either another nurse or another, or a, a physician or a provider or whatever, who was trying to say like, oh, this is the way it needs to be done. You need to hurry up and do it this way, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, I go and look at the, 
facility policy, you'd be like, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not what the policy says. And so that's going to be um, pretty crucial in different ways. Number four, like in any new job, like you need to start learning who the nurse leaders are. When I say this, you're probably going to start thinking, oh, well, the manager, you know, the assistant manager, team manager, house supervisor, you know, and, and those people, yeah, you need, you need to know who those people, um, you know, who those people are. And the reason why you need to know who those people are is that um, it, you know, it's because like, um, and so I'll, I'll tell you, I'll say, share kind of like a quick story where, um, you know, there was a, an employee who, you know, was getting in trouble for one reason or the other. Um, and so, um, and so one day, one of the, it was gotten to the point where I think it had taken the notice of a lot of the upper management that there was a lot of tension or whatever going on. And so one day, one of the, um, I guess the big wigs or the execs or whatever decided that they were going to pay a visit and just to, you know, just kind of check out and see what, what situation was going on. One in there asked this employee of, you know, I think started asking him a question or, or something like that. I don't know if they were acting like they were like a shop, uh, like a patient or a patient family member or, or something like that. But either way, asked, asked this particular, um, particular employee a question. The employee, um, from what I understand, decided to, um, respond in a very um, not the uh, most appropriate manner and lo and behold was talking um, the person who he was behaving inappropriately to was one of the higher-ups um, so I'm sure as you can imagine the um, um, that the person um, you know got reprimanded for that but the, you know, and I don't say, I don't tell you this story to say, oh, you need to find out who the, who the, um, who the big wigs are so you can treat everybody like crap except for upper management. No, that's not the point. My point of saying this is that it's, it is important that you do know who, who the managers are and who kind of like, you know, just who the up higher ups are as well. But even still, like, it's not even just about who the admin people are, who the official managers are. It's not about the formal titles. I'm also talking about the informal leaders. So these are the leaders who don't have the title, but these are the ones who like, you know on your facility that they have a lot of sway and they have a lot of pull, but if you look at it on a hierarchy, they're on the exact same plane as you are. And so I think, and I think in general, it's, it's going to be good for you. Your, you know, just kind of like your overall work experience. If you kind of learn who the, um, if you will, the power brokers are in your unit. Number five is you really should get to know your coworkers. I'm not saying you need to become 
best friends, BFFs or whatever, you know, with the people you work with. Heck, I'm not even saying you even need to like the people you work with, but you should try to create a working relationship with the people you work with because you're going to be spending a lot of hours. Some of you are going to spend a lot more hours with your coworkers than your own family. And you're going to need help from time to time. I don't care how independent you think you are, you will be in a situation at one point or another, at several points or another, and you're going to need help and you want help to be there when you need it. And so it, it's really good to really just kind of get to know your coworkers, you know, and just kind of like, you know, show, take an interest, if you will. Not to mention like knowing your coworkers could, you know, could lead to things such as like, you know, maybe finding a mentor, knowing who, who you can count on in tough situations, knowing who has a bad attitude, good attitude, or just doesn't want to be bothered, um, who's a good resource and for what. People have different skill sets. So you might have somebody who's um, a really good resource for starting IVs. You might have somebody who's a really good resource for knowing all things about where the hospital is or what the facility protocol is, what is the latest and greatest evidence-based practice and whatnot. So, and so all of these things kind of you boils down to knowing your coworkers. The one thing I do want, want you to take note from this, I said it in the beginning and I'll say it uh, in the beginning of this section and I'll say it again. The goal is not of when I, when I say to get to know your coworkers, the goal is not really to make best friends. If you do, it's really just icing on the cake. The goal is to create a good working relationship with them. Number six, just know who your medical providers are. So who are the providers? Who are the normal attendings? Are there nurse practitioners or physician's assistants at the facility? Are you working with residents or fellows? What's the personality of the providers that you're gonna be working with? Um, are there physicians that other nurses don't like or have a problem with? If so, why is that? And so um, it, this is really important for just understanding um, how your nurse to provider relationships are going to work. And going back to what I said about who the leaders are, regardless of how you may or may not feel about it, in a lot of facilities, physicians are huge power brokers in just kind of like the dynamics of how a lot of things work. So you really do need to understand and get a good idea of your medical of, of your medical providers and what they're like. Number seven is to be teachable for your new employers. You'll probably be in orientation. Nobody likes to know it all. The constantly saying like, oh well, this isn't how we did it at my last facility. Well, nobody gives a crap about your last facility. You obviously probably didn't. That's why you're not there anymore. You're at this facility. And so you need to get acclimated to how that facility that, that you're at 
works and how they're functioning, what is the um, facility protocol is. It's one thing if you're talking about situations where it's clearly from every guideline is wrong and a huge patient safety deal, but I would bet that for a lot of situations that's not gonna be the case and that it will just end up you just frustrating your, um, you know, your, or your, the person who's precepting you or orienting you, I should say, um, by just you constantly reminding them like, oh, this is not how we did it at, at my last place when, well, there's no safety issue and this is how the, this facility wants it. So do it that way. Number eight is to strive to make a good first impression at your new nursing job. You, you probably have heard the saying, um, first impressions are everlasting or something or long lasting. I'll put the actual quote here on, on the screen, but people are going to remember those first impressions. So did you come on, did you, that's why it's important to show up smiling, good attitude, make that good first impression because that will set the tone for how um, your interactions with people are gonna work, at least for a good while, maybe not forever, but at least for a good while. And for some people, depending on what that interaction is, they might never forget that. Number nine is please, please, please do not badmouth your old employer, managers, or coworker, especially if they're within the same company. Like you're leaving one facility, or sorry, you're leaving one department in the same um, company going to another and then you're bashing. I mean, it, it's just like, I don't, I don't understand why, um, how people don't, don't kinda, I guess, know that there's a pretty good chance that that's going to make it back to your former employers or your old managers. And it just, it, I feel like it just sets the tone. It sets a, a, a weird vibe. It's just like, I feel like in a lot of situations, it just kind of makes you look bad. It makes you look a little petty as well, depending on how that goes. So sometimes, you know, my, my the response that I typically like is just kind of like a response that's a no response. So for example, you could say, um, you know, like, oh, no place is perfect. They had their pros and cons and then change the subject. You could say something like, um, you know, we were just going in different paths and I saw a better opportunity in this new position that I'm in or something about, you know, this schedule fits better with what I'm looking for. Something like that. You can give an answer, you know, without really giving, giving an answer. Number 10 is adjust your expectations for how your orientation at your new job is going to work. And this one has been the one that I've really have had to come to terms with in the sense of like, there's not going to be a perfect orientation. There's just, I mean, there's just not going to be. Um, and at times, you know, between, you know, being short staffed or whatever, at times there's been a situation where I was in orientation, I got mastered a certain skill and then I would go in and out of orientation just depending on what the census and, uh, um, and the staffing looked like. I'm not saying it's the most ideal situation. I'm not even saying you should allow it or not say anything if it happens. 
I'm just saying that I think in a lot of ways, like, you know, maybe you might just have to be flexible with that. Um, it's not ideal, but it just kind of is what it is. Number 11 is showing up every day with a smile, positive attitude. I already mentioned before about making that good first impression. And then number 12, and this one is a big one. Give a fair trial run before quitting this new, your new job. I'm not one of those that think you should never quit your job. I'm actually not really even one of those who thinks you should stay at the same job for, for like decades. But when you are starting a new job and when things seem like they're getting tough, you know, it just seems like a weird environment. I think it's I, I think it's better to make sure that you at least give it a fair trial run. Really make sure you quite understand and you're 100% certain that this is not going to work with this job before then, you know, quitting and trying to get a new job. So while I'm on that note, you can go to nursemoneytalk.com forward slash jobs. That will take you to our job board. And if you are thinking about quitting your job or if you're just kind of, you know, always on the hunt for keeping up with, you know, what's the latest job out there, you can also check all of that. And that is nursemoneytalk.com forward slash jobs. So one more thing that I will mention is that if you haven't quit your job yet, like you're just on the phase of looking or you got accepted, but you haven't quit your other job yet. I just, I want to stress that I do believe that there is a right and a wrong way to quit your nursing job. And so in these videos, in one of these videos that you'll see that will show up here shortly, I am going to talk a little bit about just kind of like the right and wrong ways to quit your nursing job. If you found this video helpful, please don't forget to hit that thumbs up button. Um, that really will help us in terms of, of you know, getting this video out to others. If you are looking for more information related to nursing, nurse life, nursing student, so pretty much all things nursing, if you will, then make sure you hit that subscribe button so you do not miss any of our upcoming videos. Thank you so much for watching and I will catch you very soon in that next video.